you want James Wedmore? Yeah. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into today's edition of the Mind Your Business Podcast. We are beginning a conversation and asking a question. Is your business in alignment? Alignment. I think this has become such a buzzword. We hear it all the time. I also think it's a really big word. It's a big, big word. And the reason it's such a big word is as I really like sat with this for a while and I really, you know, I started with this question and this topic. I realize alignment means so much. So today's episode, we're going to start your own personal inquiry and my inquiry into this question of what is alignment and is your business in alignment? And yeah, it really has become a buzzword. I think people are throwing it around a lot. And I didn't really hear this word years ago, but I hear it now. And, you know, we had a quote which is really cool. And we've turned it into our little uh, Jimmy affirmation cards. We've turned it into mugs and it's uh, alignment is the new hustle, right? And it's like crosses out hustle and over alignment. So that's cool. I love that. A lot of people love that. But I hear a lot of people, I think, dare I say my judgments, misusing the word or rather misusing the power of this word. And part of that is manifested when you hear people just kind of like make these really big drastic decisions in their life and their business it was out of alignment for me i completely gave up on this business pivoted chose a different niche a different product because that was out of alignment <laughs> we're gonna dive into that and that might be something you've done right just seeing people make like really big drastic decisions and they kind of just chalk it up to this word alignment so was that done accurately? Is that what it was? I don't know. Uh, I can't answer that for everybody, but I think it will help if we really define what this word means and then begin to ask yourself some really important questions. Okay. So what does it mean? What does this word alignment mean? I think it means so much on a spiritual level. Alignment can mean your connection to source, God or the universe. You know, from a law of attraction standpoint, like attracts like. So like frequencies attract like frequencies. You got to tune your radio dial to 101.1 if you want to attract the music on 101.1. So it's alignment of frequencies, right? Said without the spiritual context, looking at a mental emotional approach, we can talk about the conscious mind. You know, this is what you are consciously aware of. And then there's the unconscious or subconscious mind, the bigger part of you that maybe we're not conscious to. And alignment can describe a harmony between that, a harmony between the subconscious 
and the conscious minds. There's a great analogy I've heard years ago, which is right, the elephant and the rider. And it is said that the unconscious bigger part of you, you know, like your beliefs, your emotions, all that stuff, all that stuff is like the elephant and the conscious mind, the little 10% conscious mind is the, is the rider. And you know, on most days, the rider can get on that elephant and say, we're going to go this way, right? Let's go this way. And as long as the elephant wants to go this way, that's no problem. But the moment the rider says, let's turn left, and the elephant says, no, who's going to win that battle? <laughs> if the elephant wants to go right and the rider wants to go left, who's going to win, right? What direction are we going? The elephant has the power. And so there would be a disharmonious relationship between the rider and the elephant or the conscious and subconscious minds at that point. And the unconscious, the bigger part of you is going to win. And maybe as I described this metaphor, you can begin to notice times in your life where that's been the case for you. I don't understand. Like I want to do this and I'm doing things, but right. Another way we can look at alignment is our thoughts and our actions are correlated to our outcomes. Our thoughts and our actions are correlated to our outcomes. And this is a big one, right? A lot of our thoughts are about our beliefs. You know, I want to be successful, but I don't want to fail. That would be a great simplistic example of not being in alignment. Your thoughts, I don't want to fail. I'm going to fail. I'm afraid I'm going to fail. Is not really, and then therefore I'm not going to do anything, isn't really correlated to the outcome. You know, and we see that a lot. A lot of buts. When there's a but in your life, by the way, if you just took more time, to listen to yourself as you talk. Wow, you could you could just like transform your life overnight. Because if you knew all this information, like the things we talk about here, and then you just listen to yourself. Because what happens is, is all the things that we're talking about and why this becomes such an important concept is that everything that we're talking about almost becomes like an invisible, unseen force in your life. It's like you have to imagine that to a fish, water is something that it doesn't really distinguish. Like when all the fish experiences is water, nothing but water, it can't really know what water is because it doesn't experience the absence of water. Really fascinating philosophical stuff here, right? And so a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is something, it's, it becomes an invisible unseen force. You can't see it. Right? You just can start asking some questions and begin to get a sense of it. And that's why this becomes such a big, important question is that you might be at a place where you're sitting here saying, I don't get it. I've done all the things, I've taken all the courses, I've done all the actions. It's not working. It's not working. I don't get it. And it's beautiful because that's called a problem. And you've heard me speak about this before. You'll hear me speak about this again, but it's these problems and it's this pain where the real juicy stuff comes in because it's going to force you to stop, slow down and pay attention. And one context or frame or lens through which we could look at some of these problems is by getting to ask ourselves, maybe like 
I'm out of alignment somewhere. Am I out of alignment? What does that mean? Well, we're going to continue to define this. But I think at its core, even though there's all these definitions, right? Like it's your connection to source. It's like attracts like. It's the same frequency. It's harmony between your subconscious and your conscious mind. It's, it's correlating your thoughts and your actions to the outcomes you want. I think beneath all of that, at the core, the epicenter of alignment is integrity. It's being true to yourself. Being true to you. And we can lie to the world you can't lie to yourself and deep 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 down when you get honest with yourself you can begin to see where we're out of integrity or out of alignment now integrity here's for those it's this is a new concept for you um, there's a fantastic paper done by a harvard business professor dr stephen jensen that is worth googling do a little google on the concept of integrity, and integrity is not a is not a conversation of morality, ethics. It's not a concept either, by the way. Integrity is not a concept. It's not something that can be agreed upon or disagreed upon. It is, you know, something that either is or isn't. And so integrity is about the first definition in the in the dictionary is about being whole and complete. So we say the integrity of this machine is poor. What do we mean? We mean the machine's not working. It's missing pieces. It's broken down, right? And so when we apply this concept of integrity to you, what does that mean? Are we a person of integrity? Oh, James, I am such a good person. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about being a good person. We know you're a good person. It's not about being a moral person. No, no, I give back to charity. That's not what we're talking about. It's about are we whole and complete as an individual? Well, what makes us whole and complete? Well, from this paper and this conversation, we are our word. We are what we say. So to be in integrity is to honor and to be one's word. Wow. To me, that's the ultimate of alignment. You are your word. You are your word. Your word becomes the most important thing because it's who you are. You align with your word, you honor your word. And it's not just the words that come out of your mouth, like I'll see you tomorrow at lunch and then you don't show up or I'll be there at 12 and then you show up at 1230. That would be you not honoring your word. That would be you not in alignment, not in integrity. But then there's the word you say to yourself, the words that only you hear because it's in your head, right? Like I'm going to work out tomorrow. <laughs> or I'm going to cut back on the booze. I'm not going to drink for a month, right? These things that we say to ourselves that are only said to ourselves and no one else has to know. <laughs> and it's just so interesting because we hear ourselves talk to ourselves all day long and it's so easy for us. And I'm included in this conversation, by the way, to not really value what we say to ourselves to not really take it as your word is your bond. You are your word. And how quickly and easily we justify not doing that workout or having that slice of cake or taking that glass of wine. You deserved it. It's a cheat day. Oh my goodness, the amount of times I've told myself, you need a cheat day. 
<laughs> That's just me effing lying to myself. Just total baloney. Bologna. Just complete. Oh, well, you know, you need a cheat day, James. You've been doing so well. You gotta celebrate. It's our way of justifying, rationalizing us being out of integrity. So alignment. Oh, man. That's us starting to define what it begins to look like. Such a big word, right? But why this is also so important is that when I see people maybe perhaps not understanding it or misusing it, it's like, okay, I love this concept. Let's get in alignment. I want to start by saying, I see a lot of people trying to change the world out them in order to get into this concept or idea of alignment. Like, let's change everything outside of you so that you're in alignment. And I think that's the backwards ineffective approach. I think alignment is an internal process. So you'll hear people say like, I dropped my program because it was felt so heavy. It was so heavy. You know, I, I ditched my membership because it just felt heavy, right? Well, a membership is something digital, so it doesn't have a physical weight to it. Can't really put it on a scale and measure how many pounds it is. So it's not heavy. And these concepts are important because what I'm sharing with you is knowledge, distinctions, but applying them to you in the moment can be one of the hardest things that we usually don't do. Because like I said, this is like an unseen force. So you have somebody who says, this membership is heavy, but a membership can't be heavy or a course can't be heavy or this product, this offer, let's just keep it general. This offer seems really heavy. And so I'm going to drop it. But something can't be heavy that's digital because it doesn't actually have a weight. So it's a metaphor, if you will, right? But what I always like to invite anybody who maybe you have something in your business that's really heavy. What I always invite any one of my students, clients to do is before you look at this thing that you are calling heavy, to maybe consider that you're thinking about it might be what's making it heavy. That it's the, in the most simplistic terms, your beliefs about it. The way in which it occurs to you is causing you to see it as heavy, but it may not be that it is actually heavy. And that's usually the case. And so what people are doing is saying, this is now out of alignment for me. So I'm going to close this down and I'm going to do something else, but I don't need to tell you, you take your with you wherever you go. So here's an example of that to really give specifics. And I've literally had plenty of people say this, James, I created this program and it feels really heavy. And I say, what feels really heavy about it? And they say, well, I just feel like I constantly have to be on. There's a ton of questions people are always asking me. And I feel like I'm needed from them 24 seven. And let's say they're doing this as a membership or something. And I feel like I can't take a day off. I feel the constant tug and pull of them. So it feels really heavy. And so the mistake or the fallacy that someone could make here is say, so I'm going to close this down and I'm going to create something else. But like I said, you take your stuff with you wherever you go. So what you're taking with you is this belief that you have to be there for someone 24 seven, that you need to be needed and that you are responsible to these people and that 
you know, you have to drop everything that you're doing, can't have a life, can't have boundaries to provide to them. So you close down offer one and then you go and create offer two and you'll experience the exact same thing because maybe on the outside, something changed, the offer changed, but nothing on the inside changed. That context, the way in which an offer occurs to you has not changed. That if someone's going to give me money, right, I have to be there 24-7. I can't have boundaries. I have to make everybody happy and I'm responsible for their happiness and their well-being and all of their results. And they have no accountability or commitment or responsibility to their own results, right? And if that's not changing, then every product that you create is going to feel heavy. And so what a beautiful example of what I mean when people are trying to, they're trying to talk about this concept of alignment, but everything is about changing the world outside of them without looking within, and it's really hard to do this because this really does show up as an unseen force. It is an invisible, all of this is so invisible that we look at those things that we can see like, oh, my Facebook group or my offer or oh, membership, right? Whatever it is or oh, Instagram. You know, I hear all these people say things about social media and they say what what it is. You know, I, I do more on social media, but I don't want to share more of um, my personal life. I'm a private person. You don't need to do that. That's just your experience of social media is that it has to be very personal and private and exposing. That's your perception of it. That's your filter of it. There are plenty, more than we could count, examples of people using social media and various platforms without any personal, private, intimate details being revealed. If you look at my feed, not that it's my intention to be private item, that's actually not a concern at all for me, I don't really care, <laughs> but that's fine. But my feed is mostly like my quotes and clips from the podcast. It's not a intimate look inside my personal life. So it's very interesting. So someone says, okay, so Instagram means you have to be very intimate, personal, and reveal all these private details about, therefore I can't do it. And it says, no, that's your perception of it. So we're trying to change all these things outside of us because like, this is the way this thing is. This is the way this thing is. Facebook ads is complicated and, and frustrating and confusing and expensive. And, and social media is this and courses are that and competitors are this. And we're saying all these things are this and that and this and that. And no, it's not. None of it is. It's just that way because you say it's that way. And even some of that is probably massively out of alignment. So this becomes a big word and I think it's very important. And it really is like this invisible unseen thing. And so that's why I'm having this conversation with you to really start asking ourselves these questions. So I think one of the reasons why this is such a big word is because we can look at this on several different planes. And I'm going to break this down into really three planes for you. First of all, there's the physical, like physical alignment. Okay. This is the 3D. This is kind of like the no brainer duh stuff, but we still got to address it. For example, if I said, I'm going to go become a professional basketball player, but I'm like a foot too short and just have no experience playing basketball. I'm just... It's not a story. I'm just, I'm at the moment, not good at basketball because I never really played it. So right there, we've got a lot of physical out of alignmentness, right? In that the physicality of circumstances, like my height, my current skill level, a lot of those things, my experience, 
doesn't really align with a goal of becoming an NBA basketball player, right? And this is a great place to start because we have goals. We have business ideas. And sometimes our plans and our strategies don't really align, i.e. make sense, with the outcomes we want. For example, if you want to make a bunch of money and you're like, yeah, I'd like to make some money. I'd like to have a business because that's what business is. It's about making money. Can't be in business and without making any sales. Sorry. But you say, well, I don't have an offer. I don't have anything for sale. That's a real simple example of being out of alignment. Physical, physical alignment. It's like, I want to make money, but I don't have anything to sell. It doesn't, doesn't add up, right? That's a very simple example, you know. Let me think of another example off the top of my, my head here. How about I want to help people do X, Y, Z, but I've never done it myself. I don't know how to do it myself. And I've never helped anyone else do it. Great example of not in alignment. For example, if I said to make that even more specific, I want to help people write a best-selling book. Now, I've never written a best-selling book. I've never written at all, let alone a book, and I've never helped anyone write a book, but I'm going to go do that. That's a really great example of being out of physical alignment, right? You've never done it, so there's no experience. You don't know how. You've never helped anybody else do it. And so trying to sell that to somebody is going to be a really hard sell, you know? Um, they're just going to be like, well, have you, do you have any proof? Like, shouldn't I go to somebody who has a little bit more experience? And then we kind of, you know, go, well, why is no one buying this? I don't understand why no one wants to buy this. Now I'm using super simplistic examples, but it's important to start here and to look, you know, is in this like domain of physical alignment. Another simplistic way is like, does this just all make sense? You know, if someone said, I want to make a million dollars next year and say, awesome. But part of me is going to say or ask, show me where that million is coming from. And they say, well, I've got a $20 ebook. Okay. I don't, you'd have to do the math, right? There's a lot of ebooks you'd need to sell. Do people still sell ebooks? I don't know. Maybe this is too outdated of an example. You didn't need to sell a lot of those $20 ebooks in the next year. And it's doable. I mean, I know people that have made a million dollars selling a $1.99 app in the app store. So it's a numbers alignment here, right? The math has got to add up. Is your math adding up or are you just throwing out goals and saying, well, boom, you know, I put it on my vision board, so it must be. Well, yeah, but the strategy's still got to be there. The plan, there's got to be some sort of plan. Manifest the plan of action. We're still operating in a 3D construct, even if it's all an illusion, right, folks? So someone says, hey, I got to sell, you know, all these, all these ebooks. And you start doing the math, you know, a million dollars divided by 20, you got to sell 50,000 ebooks. That's like 4,200 a month. That's like 140 a day. And then they say, yeah, I got about an email list of 200 people. The math, not adding up there. So there'd be like a physical out of alignment, right? I think that's the most simple one. I think that's a lot of just using some common sense. As we go further down, we're going to get a little deeper. And the deeper we go, the more this can really become something unseen. So the next one is mental and emotional 
alignment. And this is where our thoughts and beliefs really begin to correlate. And I can tell you this is, this is so simple, not easy, but simple. You'll begin to know that you're in alignment by the way that you feel. And you can change the way you think and the way that you feel. So a lot of us are going to have beliefs that are counter, thoughts that are counter to what we want. So step one, we create this desire like, I want to be successful. And then step two, we start. So in that moment that we say that, in that moment when that's this purity, right? A lot of this is about purity of our thoughts, purity of beliefs, purity of actions. Like if you ask like a three-year-old, like, what do you want to do today? And they're like, I want to be a fireman and I want to go put out the fire and they grab their toys and they just go do it. It's purity of thoughts, right? And in the moment you get honest with yourself and you're like, I want to do this thing. I want to be successful, right? You have this purity of alignment. It feels good. And then like the step two comes in, which is like, we, we, we actually talk ourselves out of the alignment and we say things like, but I don't want to fail, but I don't want to screw up. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to look bad. You look stupid. Everything after that, but is the part of us that's moved us out of alignment. And you'll know that you have because of how you begin to feel. You know, the fear starts to creep in, the doubt and the worry. These are what are labeled as negative emotions. You know, people don't say, I love to feel worry. I love to feel doubt, right? And so that's already this story, this internal focus, like where you're putting your attention that's moving you out of the alignment. And so a great example for all my peeps out there that are personal brands, where so many of us are out of alignment is wanting to be a personal brand where you have all the reach and the attention and the following and the notoriety, the authority that comes with that, but not wanting people to judge you. That thought loop is a massive, massive out of alignment example. I want to be seen by others, but I don't want to be judged or I'm afraid of being judged. That is an impossibility. Just going to state that right there. That is absolutely impossible. Can't happen, won't happen. So you go back to the metaphor of the elephant and the rider. The rider says, let's go be famous on the internet. Let's go build a personal brand. Let's go reach thousands. And the elephant says, but I don't want to be judged. Who's going to win that one? The elephant and the rider are not in alignment. And so what the rider tries to do is change everything out there. Maybe if I get better pictures first, maybe if I take 24 more courses to get more permission and more certifications first, maybe if I just played a little safer and work with one-on-one -on -one clients, or maybe if I do this other thing first, right? <laughs> Sound familiar. But until the elephant can get to the place of, I don't, care what others think of me they're going to judge me they're going to think they're positives and they're negatives and none of it means anything 
about me and says a lot about them and who they are. Until the elephant can get to that place, it's going to be a lot of two steps forward, one step back, one step forward, two steps back, right? Back and forth and back and forth. And you can begin to tell and notice when you are out of alignment from this mental emotional perspective, our unconscious and our conscious, our thinking, our beliefs and our actions, when things really just become sticky, when it feels like you're pushing too much, efforting too much, forcing it too much, paddling upstream too much, why is this becoming such a battle? And you know, you bring in the like Abraham Hicks and the law of attraction stuff, it's just feel good. And yes, but it's so much more than that because people just say, okay, I'm gonna, I was gonna put myself out there, I was gonna do a Facebook Live, but let me just stop for a little bit and feel good. And then you go and feel good and you actually get really inspired and take that time to feel good. And then you go, okay, now let's go do the Facebook. Oh, no, it doesn't feel good anymore. And then we just start to say, oh, Facebook lives don't feel good. So they're out of alignment for me. So I won't do them. I won't do these things because they're out of alignment for me. And this is what I'm talking about. This is backward. So this is like the most important conversation. But I think so many people have it completely backwards. And it's not that Facebook lives or Instagram is out of alignment for you necessarily is say you're out of alignment with it because if anybody were to hold on to i'm afraid i'm gonna choke i'm afraid i'm gonna stumble i'm afraid i won't know what to say i'm afraid i'll look stupid of course something like a facebook live is gonna feel negative heavy emotional and it's very easy to get yourself off the hook and say it must be out of alignment for me but you can't lie to yourself because people are starting to ask, how do I know the difference? How do I know if that's the case? You know, when you stop, when you pause and you get really truly honest with yourself, is this something that's in alignment with me or not? Or is this something that's just, you know, really scares the crap out of me? And chances are it's the latter. Our beliefs about it, right? I want to reach more people. I want to help more people, but I'm afraid I'm not good enough out of alignment the alignment of that or that belief is absolutely uncorrelated and lacks alignment with the outcome so until you change the thinking the beliefs and the emotional in your internal state what's going on internally with you to match what you want we're out of alignment and as you know by now it's the elephant that wins and that's why so many people are learning 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 and they're jumping from learning to learning, aren't they? Right? Oh, Instagram's, oh, it's Facebook groups. Oh, it's Facebook lives. Oh, it's a course. Oh, it's not a course, it's a membership. Which is the right one? Which one's the best one? But what's driving that? What's driving this whack-a-mole? Not this one, hit this one, to do this one, not this one, try this one, not this one. What's driving that? Some good questions to be asking, right? So that's a big one. Is there this thing that you want but there's a part of you that doesn't. What is it that I want? But is there a part of you that doesn't want it? Is there a part of you that lacks that alignment? Is there a part of you that goes against what you want? In other words, is there a but present in your thinking? 
Now, I hear it all the time. In fact, whenever I'm coaching for somebody, it's the first thing I listen for is the big but. And that's that part of you that's going against. I'm moving towards what I want and I keep going towards it. And then I stop, I turn around and I say, but I don't have a list, but I don't have the expertise, the authority, the experience, the time, the money, blah, 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 right? So there's a lack of an alignment there. And then when we go beyond that, so the first one was the physical alignment. And then what we've been talking about is the mental, emotional alignment. And then beneath that is what we can call the spiritual alignment. Now, the way I'm framing and labeling the spiritual alignment is your dharma. And I've talked about this before, but your dharma is this idea that you have a purpose. And to have that as a context in your life, as a fact, like if you treat it as a fact, is I am here, I am alive, I am being human, means I have a purpose. First part of your purpose is to find out what your purpose is. And the second part is to live it, to fulfill it. And part of that purpose and the people that I attract, I already know this. So if you're listening, that's you. Is that your purpose, your dharma is in some way helping people, improving humanity in some capacity. And so I'm, you know, everyone's on their own journey to figure out what that is. But what is your function? What are you here to do? Who are you here to serve are some very important questions for each of us to be answering. What is the function that I serve? Who am I here to help? Why was I put here? What's my purpose? And we are either moving towards that alignment or away from it. And I think you know if you're moving towards it or away from it. And I think it just comes back to being really honest with yourself. Is it, I know what I'm here to do, but it scares the bejesus out of me. So I'm going to do this smaller, safer thing first. Is that moving you out of alignment or closer? I don't know. That's for you to determine. So three levels of this alignment. The physical alignment. This is like, does this make sense? The mental, emotional alignment to your thoughts, your thinking, your beliefs correlate to the actions and to the results that you're committed to. If not, you'll know by the way you feel. Doesn't feel good. It means you're out of alignment. Doesn't mean go change that thing. It means change internally. And spiritual alignment is, are we moving towards the alignment of our function, what we're here to do, our purpose? And again, like I said earlier, the big problem with all of this is that when we notice something and we notice or we use this distinction of alignment, we start to change all the things outside, right? We say, get rid of this course, get rid of this thing, get rid of that thing, because that's out of alignment, that's out of alignment, that's out of alignment. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I'm not saying one is or the other. However, this is first and foremost an internal process. Uh, I've absolutely seen people go from this coaching program is so heavy to overnight being the thing that lights them up and excites them the most in their business. What changed? It wasn't the coaching program. It was them. They changed the way that it occurred to them. They changed the way they looked at it. They changed the meaning that they put on it. And as a result, their experience of it changed. It was their thinking about it. It was their beliefs about it that was out of alignment. 
they change that all of a sudden, bam. Okay. So this alignment conversation is an internal process first. How you experience something is based off your internal representations of it. Like you say, this is the way this is. No, it's not. That's not how something is. It's how you experience it, which is your version of it. It's your version perspective of it, but it's not what it actually is. And a lot of times you can just change your experience of it. You can change your perspective of it. And that whole thing changes. A great example, and I've talked about this before, is people that, here's this a great example of a physical and mental emotional out of alignment example, which is selling. So many people that want to make money, but don't want to sell, you know, have a fear of selling, have stories about selling but they want to be in business. If you have a disempowering story or relationship with selling and you're in business, you're already out of alignment because you have to sell in business. Sorry, but you do. You can't not sell. You can't find me one example of being in business and not selling. In some way, in some capacity, you are selling something to someone. Even if it's selling your business to investors to get uh, investment capital. You have to sell them on your business idea, right? Even if it's like, no, Jan, I've just put AdSense on my blog. So boom, okay, well, number one, you have to sell people to get to your blog, sell people to read your stuff and sell people to click on the stuff that you have. It's all selling. So if we start to say things like, well, selling is sleazy and scammy and you know, greedy and offends people, then you're not going to do it, but you say, but I want to grow a business. So we're out of, we're just completely out of alignment. And what's really awesome is when we help our clients and students shift their relationship with selling, they realize that selling isn't sleazy. What it is, is there are sleazy people using a tool called selling in a sleazy way. Just like selling is a tool, a hammer is a tool. And a hammer can be used to build your dream home, right? You've heard me say this before. It could be used to destroy a home. I mean, I could take a hammer and bash out all the windows in my house. So do I say a hammer is a destructive tool or it's a constructive tool? It depends on who is using it and how it's being used. Same with selling. Selling is a neutral tool. We all have times in our lives, experiences in our life, we love being sold to. We all have times in our lives where we feel like we need to take a shower afterwards. And so when you can shift your perspective from selling is sleazy to selling as a tool, and we can use this tool as a means of service, as a means of impacting somebody, as a means of creating a commitment in someone's life and transforming someone's life. That's why I say the transformation begins with the transaction. You can change your relationship with selling, but this will be your choice. I can't do that for you. There's no pill you can take that will do that for you. That's the work when we're talking about doing the work. That's the work when we say alignment is an internal process. So if you want to continue building a business, but you want to continue to stay out of alignment with something like selling, you can be hopping around from, I'm going to do a webinar, I'm going to do a challenge, or this is this, and this isn't working now, this isn't working, I'm going to try this, and I'm going to try that as long as you want until you change your relationship with this necessity, this requirement for business growth, which is selling, you'll continue to be out of alignment. And when you're continuing to be out of alignment, you won't get the results that you are so ready for. Simply changing your perspective to say selling is this opportunity to transform someone's life. Selling is a service. 
if you truly believe that and get behind that and you'll know when you're there because of how the way it feels, you'll begin to be in alignment in that example. That's why this is such a big thing, is it not? Right? So to end here, let's start to answer for yourself the question that started this episode. Is your business in alignment? Well, from a physical standpoint, from the physical alignment, is it something you're good at? Is it something you're capable of? Like, can you do it, right? Or can you develop the capabilities to? Is it something that people want to buy? I think a lot of times people come up with a business idea that uh, it's like, yeah, that's not really a good offer. Like, people wouldn't really pay for that. I always give this silly, simplistic example of like, I'm going to create an online course on how to tie your shoes. You know, we don't need to pay money for that. So is it something people would be willing to pay money for? And people say, I don't understand. I took all the courses. I, I did the funnel. I did the launch. I did all the stuff. And no one's buying. It's just because no one wants to buy it. Well, why don't they want to buy it? Because it's a bad offer. There are things that exist out there that you're not going to ever want to spend money on to buy. All right? And tying your shoes is one of them. All right? So in the physical, it's asking those questions from the mental emotional. Here's the first place to start. Is this what you truly want to do? Or are you doing it because you feel like you have to out of a lower form of survival necessity? Like, well, this is what will pay the bills. And you're denying yourself what you truly, you know, feel want to do. And this again overlaps into usually what you want to do is in alignment with what you're here to do. Which is why you're feeling that pull towards something, that love for something. But there's a second part to this, and I really want to address this before we wrap up, because it's really important to me. Are you doing what you want to do? But this is a two-way street. And I see a lot of people say, well, I didn't want to do this, or this is what I want to do. And so therefore, that's what I'm, I'm going to do. That's awesome. But we're in business. Business is a two-way street. And if you're not taking into consideration the wants, needs, and desires of your future customers, then you're in big doo-doo. Well, I don't care what they want because I'm only going to focus on what I want. Well, how would that work out in a marriage? How successful would a marriage be if you're like, I want to be in a marriage where the only needs that matter are my needs, what I want. I don't care what they want. This is about me and what I want. How successful would that marriage be if it was all about you the whole time? It was only about what you want. Isn't a marriage a lot about finding that beautiful sweet spot where both of your needs get met, right? Well, same with business because people aren't going to buy what you want. Oh, I just love that she wants to do this. So here's my money. That's not how most people give away their money. They go, oh, this is what I need. This is what I want. And thank you. It was like this was made just for me. Here you go. Here's some money. So it's a two-way street. It's about being matchmaker to your wants, your needs, and your audiences. And that does exist. I promise. Another thing to look at from the mental emotional, just starting to ask some questions here. This is a tough question, so get ready. I hope you're sitting down. Is your current state, your internal state, how you feel, the vibe you're putting out, is that one that is attracting or repelling people? This is a big one. And then lastly, on more of the um, spiritual alignment, the Dharma, 
What are you here to do? What is your purpose or function? I don't know the answer. You may not know the answer. And it might take some time for you to get there. But here's a clue. Your purpose may just be the natural expression of who you are when you're just free to act, when you're free to do. Like those times, if you had no self-imposed limitations, no fears, no constraints of any sort, what would be just the natural byproduct and manifestation of who you are? You know, people ask this question a million different ways. They're like, if you just had like millions of dollars, what would you do just because you love it? A lot of people try to give a funny answer. They're like, oh, just, I'd do nothing except binge watch Netflix. That would get old. You'd get bored of that in a couple of months. Trust me. Okay. So what would you do after you got bored of your binge fest? What would be the natural byproduct and expression of your being? These type of questions are going to lead you closer to the alignment of what you're here to do. So is your business in alignment? First on a physical level, does it make sense? Do the numbers make sense? Does it just make some sense? Mentally and emotionally, are your beliefs and your thinking aligning to the outcomes you want? Is the elephant have its eyes on the prize too? And then spiritually, are you moving closer towards what you are here to do? This is a such a big conversation and it's such a big word. And we're hearing it so often that I figured it was about time to really create an entire episode on it. I hope you found value in this. I hope it started to get your brain turning. And again, I just want to end with this idea that I kind of proposed in the beginning is that anytime you're having this experience where going through your business is feeling too like you're swimming in granola, you're paddling upstream, it's just too heavy, something feels off, you have two choices. We either continue to just put our head down, ignore it, and just power through it. That usually is like the default way of being for most people. Like just ignore it, push through. Or the new choice, it's an opportunity to just stop, to pause, to get present, to notice what we haven't noticed yet, that maybe something is out of alignment. Maybe something's off and we do need to change the way we approach something. It's in this, these moments that I believe we get to learn more about who we are, what's important to us. And these are the moments that we grow. So I hope you're willing to try that on. I hope you're willing to do that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and enjoying this conversation with me. If you've made it to the end, then um, thank you. Hey, we've got more amazing episodes coming your way here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. So stay tuned. I'll see you on the next one. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life. 
and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.